Welcome to the Hub Crawl, a roundtable podcast discussing all things Disney. I'm Teg. And I'm Eric. Each episode, we invite two guests to bring a question and talk about one of our favorite things, Disney. This week, we want to welcome the host of the Learning the Magic podcast, a wife and mom of two, travel planner with concierge. Man, they just, they multiply like buddies. And (laughs) full-time military member, Hannah, to the show. Welcome. Hi, everyone. And also joining us this week is a wife and a mom of two. Huh, similar. Kindergarten teacher, that's a little different. Small shop owner and co-host also of the Learning the Magic podcast. It's Elisa. Hey, everyone. Nice to be here. I'm so excited. Well, thanks, both you. of you, for joining us. All right, Teg. It's it's first question time. I would just want to say to our listeners that you are in for quite the episode. Oh, no. Because I found the questions this week to be particularly challenging. So <laughs> strap in, folks. Keep your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the podcast, and here we go. So this my is the question. the wildest podcast. There you in go. In the wilderness. What <laughs> park or experience do you think is underrated by the average guest? Now, average guest, not super fan or anything like that, just the average guest. Hannah, let's start off with you. Okay, so first, I really, really wanted to not go first on this one <laughs> because I feel like, I feel like, okay, Elisa and I are so in tune together. I feel like I'm taking hers, but also I have so many. But, you know, if if the two of you would have written your answers in the document, you could have avoided no, this, but that's okay. This is this is part of the whole thing. <laughs> so for me, I kind of took this for the average guest and for people that go often. Is I think what's super underrated is just sitting and enjoying the atmosphere. So that's even just sitting on the railroad, sitting on Main Street, just sitting and taking it all in, watching the joy on other people's faces, especially. For me as an empath, watching like people see the castle for the first time or get like a piece of pixie dust or something like that. I think that's so magical. And if you just like take it everything in around you, you'll appreciate your visit really so much more. That was good. I literally had good. the same thing. But I had a backup because <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that too. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a great start. I love all that, too. And one of the other shows that I'm on, Ears Up Podcast, our host loves to talk about his favorite attraction is benches. Oh, that's good. Ooh. <laughs> you can usually find okay. one without a line. Wonderful. Yeah. yeah, usually, unless it's the porch. Well, I've sat on the porch oh, yeah. at Disneyland, and I've enjoyed too. a delicious root beer float. Oh, yes, that's fun. That's probably my favorite spot where it was. it was the golden hour sitting on the porch and just watching like the family's taking pictures. Oh, it was so magical. It was my last hour in the park. I loved it. Probably one that, of the most memorable experiences. That's fantastic. Yeah. I, the, the, the one, literally the one time I've sat there, I just picked up my phone and took a quick video and it's literally the only time I'm I've gone viral on Instagram because <laughs> I took a video. I, I just, I'm just sitting there having my rip beer float and I pick up my phone and I click on the video and an omnibus drives by and the music's playing and it was it was shortly after the park had reopened and i just oh. quick posted it and everybody went nuts for that it was oh. it was a, it was a few thousand people and that's the as famous as i'll be i love <laughs> that 
Yeah, that's very sweet. So, Eric, my, my foot was in it. <laughs> <laughs> but Eric, your voice is on podcasts that are listened to by thousands of people. So this, you know, is, yes. this is true. But this was the only well, this is the only time my foot has been famous. We'll, we'll go with that. Yeah, I love that. People look at your foot and they go, "That's the guy, that's Eric." <laughs> <gasps> that's his foot that went viral i was wearing okay. run disney shoes but you know oh okay viral foot guy what's your underrated <laughs> experience um that, that sounds gonna... like it's something totally different viral foot guy. <laughs> yeah yeah maybe maybe <laughs> let's back away from viral we'll, foot guy <laughs> we'll, fi- we'll brainstorm nicknames the whole okay. episode. We, we got some time that's, ep- that's option number one okay I'm I'm going big here. I'm going Animal Kingdom, Disney's Animal Kingdom. It's it, I mean it's been around for a while now. Yeah, and it's been growing for years, literally and figuratively. But it's one of my favorite places to go, and I just take pictures of stupid things like there are stickers on this trunk over here. Why is there a trunk there? <laughs> it, it's it, like I I haven't done anything with these pictures. I haven't posted them them on Instagram like my foot. But I never I did it. a blog about them like I wanted to do for concierge. But there's so much detail because it's a Joe Rody park. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's got amazing food options everywhere you go. Great food, great sit down restaurants, great just quick carts. There's not a ton of show stuff going on, although they do have the Finding Nemo show that reopened. And they'll they'll figure out wh- what to do with the Rivers of Light area someday. Am I crazy, I or did they have a Lion King show too? They, they do. They do have the Lion King show, which is which is pretty phenomenal. Yes, yeah. I, I guess I'm more thinking of like the nighttime spectaculars, oh. which is a thing that mm-hmm. I don't watch anyway because I'd rather get on, you know, Big Thunder Mountain again. Sorry, yes. everybody. Yeah. Nope. I love that. That's <laughs> that's what I like to do too. All right, we're doing great. Well, how about what? What's your answer, Lisa? <sighs> I so kind of piggybacking a little bit off of what you were saying about shows at Disneyland. I feel like a lot of the daytime shows are underrated. Like I myself haven't even gone and seen the Lion King show. I heard it's amazing. Like I've heard it's really good, but you almost kind of forget about it when you're there. Same with, I think it's the princess show or the Rapunzel show. The the Royal theater. Those are amazing. They're so good. And I feel like when I go, since I go all the time, I'm always like, oh, yeah, I'll go check it out next time I go. And then next time comes and I kind of just forget about it, but not because they aren't great. I feel like a lot of other things just kind of overpower the shows at Disneyland, especially when you go all the time and you're like, oh, I'll catch it another time. So I forget to go. So I feel like they're underrated and I'm going to make it a priority. To go see all the daytime shows. You all absolutely right. should. The Lion King show, wonderful. They it was a it was a kind of a shorter thing that they did in California Adventure for a while, and they moved it to then and they expanded That's it. Right. Wonderful, very, very good performers put their heart and soul into it. And of course, the two guys that host the stuff in the Royal Theater area oh. there by the Princess Hilarious. Fantasy Fair is just. Like, I don't care what the, they could be talking, they could be telling any story and just the two of them together are just amazing. And I highly recommend you see those. But for me, I've got to go with old school a little bit because I think 
that a couple things that people would not necessarily pick, especially if you're like a newer park goer. Of course, the glamorous stuff is the attractions, you know, Rise of the Resistance, Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway, over at Disney World, uh, Cosmic Rewind and Tron and like everybody goes to those. But I think the Enchanted Tiki Room and Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln. Now, I don't go see Great no. Moments with Mr. Lincoln very often. <laughs> I do both every time. But every time. Oh my gosh. Oh my the God. reason, the reason so many that, feelings. But the oh, no. reason that these two things are important is not because they are state-of-the-art amazing things today, but they brought us to where we are today. And they were the first audio animatronics in Tiki Room and the first human animatronic as Mr. Lincoln. So yep. I think everybody should at least once go experience these two attractions. Great Mr. Lincoln, I'm not going to fault you if you only see it once. But Enchanted Tiki Room is a wonderful thing to go see and bop along with the music and sing like the birdies sing. And if you so choose, you could do like Teresa's husband and take a nap because it's yeah. great air conditioning. Oh, yeah. And all of that. But also it's very entertaining. Great dad yeah. spaces for naps. Yeah. It's really funny that you say that because episode 59 that we recorded, we were talking about what our park must misses are. And my number one was great moments from Mr. Lincoln. And I gave her I I gave her flack because I she said did. it is very nostalgic, it, a lot of history behind it. And like what you guys were saying, it was one of the first. It was literally one of the first. So. The first, yeah. You and only it, need well, to watch the first, only the first five minutes, and you're good. What? You're no. good. No, no. Lincoln no. show. Come on. No, no, no. All you Lincoln doesn't show to the end. All no, no, Lincoln's there the whole time. All you need to do is watch Lincoln, the animatronic, stand up. That's it. That's it. When, I was like, are we watching the, the same the show? Yeah, we that's, that's the much later. Show? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah Hannah, whole... you're misremembering. There's the whole no, Two Brothers Frederick... song and all this other stuff going on. And then, like, at the end, like, he comes out and is like, our talk about What's, whatever. Is it the end? It is. And is it, it really? Because they have because the whole I thing that talks about the, the Civil War mm -hmm. and it talks about all the strife that the country went through and all of this. I don't believe you. I don't and believe they, any of you. Well, you need to go watch it next time. I'm you in go. denial. Go watch it. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay, here. Mm -hmm. I'll do this. When it's the next gumball rally, I will do it. So I can get a point. <laughs> You'll have to. For it. I'll have to. <laughs> and I'll Anyways, I'll come back on let's the let's leave the opera house and go to our <laughs> next question. Hannah, what is your question? Ooh. Let's see if we can get you get you off of 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 this Lincoln tirade. The Lincoln tirade. Okay, sorry, we're very opinionated, so I, I we should have prefaced that. We it can be a show about opinions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Just, yeah, okay. I, yeah. We can move on. It's cool. Mm -hmm. We have lots. Okay, so. What movie representation would you like added to the park that's not represented at all? So there's no ride, there's no character line, no interaction. <laughs> like maybe you see them in a parade, but if you do, super rare. What movie from the Disney Vault would you like to be seen? Mm. Eric, well, I think you're first. I am first. You're thank you. <laughs> I am mostly content because. I Roger Rabbit has cartoon spin and Toad has Toad has his wild ride. So I'm pretty good in general. 
I wish there there used to be more. And that's what I want. And I know that there are rights issues because of Amblin and Disney and all this stuff with Roger Rabbit. What a weird, amazing partnership that created this movie. That's one of my favorite Disney movies of all time. I guess a Touchstone mm-hmm. Pictures movie, I, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, I mean, it, I, I wish that there was more Roger Rabbit. I remember the days, the, the halcyon days of, of MGM Studios where Roger Rabbit was in parades and he was in Spectra Magic. Uh? Yeah, Spectra Magic in the Magic Kingdom, later replaced by the genie when, you know, Spielberg got kind of jerky about, hey, you're not paying me enough, that sort of thing. Yeah. So I know that Roger Rabbit, like it, it, it's it's a weird situation, but it, like that was that was like the time when I was super getting super into Disney parks is when I loved that movie. And uh, Toad, I just absolutely loved the original Toad attraction at, well, well, the original to the Magic Kingdom Toad attraction, original to, to both of the parks. But uh, I love the Magic Kingdom version because they had two different tracks and it was crazy. And it was, I've learned since that it was created by Rolly Crump because Dick Nunes said to him, we want two tracks on this one because it's popular in Disneyland. So do it again but with more and Broly said, well, I'm not going to do the same track on both sides. Like all of these great things that have gone into that attraction. I absolutely love. And I, why did they get rid of it? Do you know, Mr. History guy? Oh my goodness. Um, Yeah. Listen up because uh, we're doing (laughs) the Supreme resort. Our next episode is going to be a pastiche of a true crime podcast. And we're going to talk about, the demise of the people mover in Disneyland and of Mr. Oh. Toad at Walt Disney World. Those are two hot subjects. That. It's it, we're putting so much work into it. I feel like we've never put as much work into any other episode ever. And it's it's going to be great. But uh, it went away because they wanted Winnie the Pooh. And Michael Eisner said, well, the ridership has dropped. Like, it's like the people mover. Like, people loved it. But they didn't like wait in line for it and go on it. And Winnie the Pooh is a more merchandisable IP. So it okay. was the right decision for the company, I suppose. Sure. But it was a completely unique attraction. And when I went to Disneyland for the first time, it was one of those things where I went, it's still here. And I love it because it's so weird. And the ride I have such clear memories of Walt Disney World's version of of Mr. Toad and riding on it with my sister. I'm like, we got hit by a train. We went to hell. Yeah. <laughs> was the it, usual stuff. Was the ride almost identical to our ride? When I say our, like Disneyland, was it oh, yeah. identical? It was in some ways. It, it was the same type of ride, but it was two different tracks. And they basically, one went right, one went left. Oh, and you met it. So Roly designed the ride differently. Oh, gosh, I'm going. I've been spending a lot of time reading about this ride and watching <laughs> videos for the last few weeks. The ride diverged immediately. But you one side was was one set of experiences and the other side was the other set of experiences. And oh. you, they were completely different until they met in town square at the center and there was a big fountain and it was a big open room. But if they timed it right, if the, if the cast members actually let you go at the same time, like they were supposed to, then you would meet in the middle at two different points and almost crash into each other. 
Oh, that sounds oh awesome. Gosh, how cool. So cool. And Rolly, so essentially Dick knew, and this is this is from Rolly's book. Um, it's kind of a cool story, which everyone should read. Everyone should buy this book and read it. It's it's an amazing story, a, a, a ton of amazing stories from one of the, the most prolific imagineers out there. And he writes that when they were working on Walt Disney World, he thought there wasn't a lot of heart to it. There wasn't the same kind of feel that he got from Disneyland. And Dick Nunes, who was the president of the resort, said, we want to do a Mr. Toad's Wild Ride here. But it, it was originally, well, it was originally supposed to be a Mary Poppins ride, but completely oh. separate thing. Even more, even more stuff going on. This is not this show. <laughs> and he said, let's do it cheaper. Let's do Mr. Toad's Wild Ride again. Because it's a cheap ride, it's easy, people are familiar with it, but do two tracks because it's so popular at Disneyland that people wait in line for half an hour or more to get on this thing. And Rolly said, how boring to have two tracks that are exactly the same. So he created two oppositional tracks. So a lot of the same beats are in there. Some of the stuff that you've seen at Disneyland, like the bartender who's Mr. Winky, who's mm-hmm. dropping the the bar the 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 beer glasses and everything that started at Disneyland and they created two completely different tracks and they met in the middle so the cars would actually almost crash into each other because Rolly thought it would be fun to set up that gag of you might run into the people who are in your party mm. and, That's so cool. and also when you get off the ride you could say wow that was so great did you see when we went through the chicken coop and they'll say, we didn't see any chickens. We went through a bar. So mm-hmm. he, said, he set up two completely different rides that met in the middle and then continued on outward. And then both ended up with you getting hit by a train and going to hell. So <laughs> he, uh, that's, that's the thing. He, he, he was such a, such a cool guy to think about all this stuff. And that's why a lot of people really love and mythologize the toad in in Florida, because Toad in in California is amazing, but Rolly did something different and interesting with with the other one, and it was replaced with Winnie the P- the Pooh, which is a fine ride and sells a lot of plush. But Winnie the Pooh uh, has taken a couple beloved attractions away. Yes, we did an episode <laughs> of the Supreme Resort called "The Case of the Usurping Poos." <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. That was That's before awesome. my time on the show, but I loved the title. And that was right before I joined the show. But but yeah, it, it so we're we're doing this episode kind of like a a true crime thing, like what happened to these, and we're trying to do it in that tone of voice that's very, very conspiratorial and very close to the mic. <laughs> I ASMR. love it. True crime. <laughs> right. Which is something my wife listens to all the time. She doesn't listen to any of my shows, but she listens to a lot of true <laughs> crime. So I hear a lot of true crime. Well, she probably and listens to you enough, and that's kind of like listening to your shows. It pretty much is, but I've learned to tone it back with her now that I have podcasts where I can tell other people about things, mm-hmm. and I can unload all this stuff on our unsuspecting fans. Yeah, the people that's kind of who... how. That's oh, yeah. how we started. Was I was like, my husband was like, "I love you so much, <laughs> but you gotta stop talking to me about Disney." And I was like, I love it. "How can I do this? How can I do this without driving him crazy?" 
that's what's great about your show. And my next podcast, because Hannah and I were talking about all the, the new podcasts we're coming up with. My next podcast, other than the one that I've already banked a few episodes of and haven't released yet about David Bowie, my next one is going to be with my wife about uh, about it's it's going to be called Stuff My Spouse Likes. Oh, <laughs> and, that will be so cute. We're going to like interact with all the things because we because she felt like at some point Disney was kind of lost on her because I went so deep into it <laughs> and like podcasts we like and shows that we like that we haven't watched we're gonna do that stuff i'm gonna t- i'm gonna watch james bond movies with her and say Aww. this is why this is important and interesting and yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway that'll be we- a really good bonding we've gone uh, really far off the track haven't we we so have we have and i'm sorry <laughs> this has been an advertisement for eric johnson industries um, <laughs> llc but yeah I, I'm good. I don't need any extra things in the parks other than maybe bring back somewhere the 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 dip machine from Roger Rabbit that was at MGM Studios. Where you could take pictures underneath it as it was like steamrolling and spraying oh, cool. unsuspecting visitors with dip. So that was the whole point of this topic. I'm <laughs> sorry, listeners. Elisa, you're up next. I'm sorry. How am I going to talk that? Okay. Well, my- and we're out of time, folks. Thanks for joining us on the Oh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, normally it's Ted with the rants, but okay, we're done. Oh, my goodness. I know. I'm like, oh, what I have is it like as, I don't know. You're not well, going to give I, us a whole history know. of an attraction that doesn't exist anymore? Well, which I, which I asked about, so sorry. When I when I looked at the question, I really honed in on like hasn't been in the park, right? That was part of the question. Mm-hmm. It was okay. Mm, so sorry, I thought <laughs> in my brain I was like, oh, okay. If I could put something into the park that has never been there, that's what I focused on a little bit more. I one of my favorite underrated Disney movies is Meet the Robinsons. I absolutely love that movie. It tugs on the heartstrings. It's just a really good movie for all ages. And I thought, how cool would it be if they brought something from that movie into the parks, maybe in Tomorrowland? Like, we can burn down Astro Orbiters? Yes, sure. and burn it. <laughs> it I don't she know. knows my love language. Burn <laughs> down Astro Burn it down. I don't know if it would be a ride necessarily or some sort of experience. I don't know, but I just love that movie. And I think it's one of the most underrated ones, but has a ton of heart and possibility of something fun in the parks. But that I don't know. Because I was like, well, a ride, what maybe we could turn Autopia into like their little flying car. I don't know. I just was like, but I want it in the park somehow, some way. So I love that movie. I remember liking that movie when I saw it in theaters the one time. The <laughs> one time? I, think I have never seen it. Oh. You have to watch it. It's the, the quote at the very end by Walt Disney wrecks me. Like, I'm ugly crying at that quote at the end. And with the Rob, Tom, Rob, Rob Thomas, is that his name? Yep. Okay. His the Blink-182 guy? No. No, he's not, not Blink-182. Um. Oh my gosh, what Matchbox 20. Matchbox 20, yes, sorry. Yeah, the, the other one. And just, it just gets me. It's, I don't know. So I want that in the park somehow. Somehow, some way. Well, I, 
thought this was a tough one because I took your question literally of like no shows, no characters, no rides. And I'm like, what isn't in anything? And I was like, well, Mary, po nope, Mary Poppins and Bird are hanging around. <laughs> and then sometimes even the penguins. So like, OK, can't be that. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I couldn't come up with like anything that isn't already somehow represented at some point. I mean, uh, I guess that was you happiest millionaire tag. Happiest well, millionaire. Okay, fine. But we all know that my weakness is the movie collection of Disney because I'm a parks guy more than I am a Disney guy. <laughs> like we we've we have I, I thought I had set this down that like I love the Disney parks. I don't really care as much about Disney as a whole. I'm, <gasps> I'm obsessed with the parks. I love that. Gasp, gasp. Okay. Anyway, I like uh, that. Hannah's with I me and <laughs> Eric and okay. Teresa just <laughs> always gets like confused. She doesn't understand. She's like, How could you not know this? I'm like, We've gone over this. There is a lot of Disney movies I have not seen, but Fred that I haven't had time to see, and all of these things. So, I have a question. Uh oh, uh -huh. sure. You have a Pete the Magic Dragon thing behind you. What about that? No, well. He is represented well. He well. They have you know. Next time they bring the back the parade, bring back the parade again. <laughs> like that's okay. I mean, I just don't really. I I don't wouldn't say I would like it to be added to the park. See, it has to be something I want to be added to the park too. Mm -hmm. So I'm just gonna say I want a Mary Poppins attraction because I think Mary Poppins deserves an attraction. Gosh darn it! I what I agree. You? Yeah, I agree. I agree. That's a well, good one. It? Kind of piggybacking on both of what both of you said. I think you said Raleigh Crump was going to do a Mary Poppins ride or there was a Mary Poppins ride in the works. What do we have any info on that? Oh, there's too much. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's not go there. It, it wasn't, it, I don't think it was supposed to be Raleigh Crump, but there was supposed to be a Mary Poppins attraction at, at the magic kingdom. But it's one of those things where after a certain point, they said, we're running out of money. Let's do the same things we've done. Like it's a small world and Peter Pan and Mr. Toad's wild ride. That's kind would, of what happened. Would love to like know what type of ride it would have been. Would it have been a dark ride? Would it have been uh, people hanging on umbrellas? Like what? I would love to know what that would have kind of looked like. Yeah. It's dropping I, into the sidewalk. Chaw. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't remember. It's been a while since I, he I heard or read anything about that one, but I think it was probably more of a Peter Pan style, like hanging. That's what ride. I was thinking. Like, yeah, like you're. Yeah, yeah. I thought that would be cool. That, yeah. would. that would be really cool. It would split the uh, crowd of people who always go to Peter Pan if there was another like hanging attraction. So smart. Yeah, that's so smart. I've only been on the Disneyland Peter Pan once. And it, sure, it's great, but like, why did I have to wait so long? Why? <laughs> you know, the queue yeah, in Disney yeah. World is amazing. Sure, like, Teresa and I thought the queue in Disney World was far superior to what non-queue we have. Yeah, certain shows I've been on have said the same thing. Hmm. Agreed. But, but the ride itself apparently wins. I don't know. I wasn't the judge on that one. So, I Hannah, do you have? Fan. What what what, oh, what what do you want to represent in the parks? Do I have one? Yes. Emperor's <laughs> New Groove. Oh, oh yes. Oh, in, I, in, in, in. Oh. Why didn't I think I of that? I should have <laughs> thought of that. That's a good one. Okay. 
Here are my points. I have bullet points. One, all generations love it. My mom watches it. My kids love it. It's my husband's most favorite movie. It's so it's quotable. It's so underrated. It's, 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 people laugh for different reasons for one single joke. Like, it's a perfect spin between being appropriate for the kids and also having a little bit for adults. The, I, I love that they're retheming Splash Mountain to Tiana. I love it. But think if that was rethemed to the Emperor's New Groove and you're going down the cliff and you're like, bring it on. Like, the, there's so much that you could do with that. We don't even They should have a lever love. you pull. Pull the, yeah. pull the lever. Yeah. <laughs> like, we could have Yzma at Boogie Boogie Bash. Like, I've been hoping that would be a villain over and over again. Like, a and Kronk. character. Like, and Kronk. And yeah. Kronk. You could have a play on all the squirrels. Especially, okay, we realized when we were in Walt Disney World, at least and I, the beginning of September, there were squirrels everywhere. And it made me think of Emperor's New Group. Because Kronk speaks to the squirrel. You, you do a whole like squeaker, next squeaker. I just like, I feel like we're missing a whole demographic of people that would love to see the Emperor's New Group. Yeah. 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 I can't believe I didn't say that. Wow. It's a good oh, one, Hannah. Tag. Oh. Well, somehow yeah. after an entire show's length, we've made it through two questions. This show, used, this show used to be 30 minutes long, <laughs> twice. <laughs> What and happened? now we're at the halfway point where I get to say something, something support the hubcrawl.com slash support. <laughs> uh, this is where you go to our website and you please support our show. If you like this sort of thing, and I- I'm certainly hoping you do. And if you've been listening, you, you probably do this. this if you've made it great. this far. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We've got a lot more going on. And we have a bonus question that you can only get when you're a patron of the show. We Ooh. even ask the the people who are patrons to submit their own answers to the questions. And, you know, we, we have a whole community going around about this show. So please join our, our stuff at thehubcrawl.com slash support. All right. Well, once you've done that, it's time to get back to the questions. Eric, what's your question this week that is going to stump us all? I'm glad you asked. According to the news, uh, Walt Disney World is removing park reservations for most guests and will no longer have a park hopping time limit, like the 2 p.m. time that they had at Walt Disney World. Uh, Since you're all Disneyland folk and I get to live in a land of opportunity, uh, going forward, <laughs> when does Disneyland get the same treatment? Uh, Elisa, start us off. This, Hannah and I have talked about this a lot, actually. And it would be amazing to go back to non-reservation times. And as a local, I mean, Tag, I don't know if you've ever not been able to get into the parks. But I've never had that issue either. We've talked to some people from Walt Disney World who have been turned away. Eric, I don't know if that's happened to you ever before no. reservation times. I, I've 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 talked to some 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 guest relations people and said, you know, my my wife wasn't supposed to come to this thing, but she joined late, and now she has an Epcot reservation. But we're going to Animal Kingdom tomorrow, and they've they've usually fixed it. But. Oh, that's nice. They won't do that at Disneyland. Nice. They're like, so, yeah, stick around for for a few hours. It so. <laughs> I don't know if 
this will be something that Disneyland follows in Walt Disney World's footsteps. I just don't know. I think for Disneyland, now I personally would love to see it go, but I do get some weird high on like, I need to get a reservation. I'm going to get it. <laughs> it's 11.59. I have one minute. And then I get it. And I'm like, that was fun. So I love, I've kind of grown to weirdly love that aspect of the reservation system. But if it were to leave, I'd be very happy. I just don't know if that will happen for us anytime soon. I, I don't know. I just don't see it happening. But like if it magic. goes well at Disney World, who knows? But we also, they have tested, speaking of Walt Disney World, you guys have an amazing security like walking through the security and not having to take everything out of your bag. Oh, we yeah. Piloted, we piloted that for a day or two. Never heard anything since. So I think there might be some things that Walt Disney World does that we will never do, which is unfortunate because you guys do so many things better. Eliza, you, you've just, oh, man. I, like, <laughs> so you were talking and I'm dragging my soapbox over <laughs> and getting ready to talk about, like, the 30 things you just brought up that I would love to shout my opinion about but i will i will push it away quickly though quickly though i think uh, you're right the security thing i don't understand it it's dumb i like why don't we have like knott's berry farm has the thing you just walk through like it's amazing i don't yeah. know why they do it in fact i don't know why airline like airplane airports don't use that security too i don't know yeah. why it's dumb and i have had cast member security cast members that will literally make me take every little thing out of every little pocket of oh, my bag. Gosh, yeah. And I've had security cast members that like glance in and go, okay. Yeah. So if you're not going to be consistent, what's even the point? So anyway, Seriously. that's just, and the fact that why don't we have a permanent security structure? Why do we have these cheapy kind of tents? It's been this way since 2001 or whatever, build a freaking make it look like the other buildings as you're going to the park. Why does it have to be some crappy tent? Come on. I assume yep. they're waiting for Disneyland forward and to figure all that stuff out and they will build something nice eventually, but they haven't figured out like why spend the money now when we're probably gonna do something different later. I don't know. I think you nailed it there. But yeah, that gets me. I am curious at some point, maybe we'll talk about it in the post show when we talk about the bonus question for our supporters. I would love to hear your opinions on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane, but we're not going to do that right this second. We'll leave that <laughs> for right. the bonus. If you're interested, pay your five bucks, get in there. You can hear all this. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, Don't miss that. I'm with you, Elisa. <laughs> I think probably never because Disneyland hasn't relaxed like almost anything. And if they haven't relaxed it already, they're not going to relax it. It's a locals park. There's a lot more annual pass holders at Disneyland than there are at Disney World. I think that for people who come to Disney World for the very first time and they have never you know, like they're only coming once in their whole lifetime. You want to make it as easy as possible. You don't want to have all these artificial things. You don't want to piss a family from Peru off because they can't get into the park or whatever, whatever. But you could piss the person who lives down the street who comes like every other day to Disneyland. It's like, well, sir, you need a reservation. I so, just need a corn dog today. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think that Disneyland just the, the Disneyland does some things that Disney World doesn't do and vice versa. Like I've, I always have asked, why doesn't Disney World do holiday overlays? And they said, because if somebody comes to Disney World and it's their one trip that they're ever going to go, they want to see the real Haunted Mansion. They don't want to see Haunted Mansion holiday. They don't yep. want to see It's a Small World holiday. They want to see It's a Small World. <laughs> and so when you go to Disneyland, it's a locals park and more people that are local go. And so they need stuff all the time that's changing to encourage people to go back, etc. Anyway, yep. Hannah, 
When do you think Disneyland is getting <laughs> the same treatment, if ever? So, on board with both of you, I will preface this, though, Eric, that park reservations are staying for annual pass holders at Walt Disney World. So, yes, even if it true. were if it were to come to us at Disneyland, it would, st- if it's the same, it would still apply to all the magic key holders that take up what they said, what, like 70% of the demographic, whenever like people throw around, like there's so many magic key holders at Disneyland, that it's ridiculous. And I also think like what Eric, I think you said they haven't let up of the, all the COVID restrictions. Still, too. And you have to think of the two different, very different political parties that runs the state of California and the state of Florida. I think there's a lot more behind the scenes on why we see the differences between Walt Disney World and Disneyland. But I, my gut tells me it's not going to go away. My gut tells me park hopping is too easy at Disneyland, that they're going to keep the park hopping time restriction. We got it reduced from, I think it was one, was it one earlier? And then now it's 11. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In where 2 p.m. at Disney World, it makes sense to allow you to park hop whenever you want because it takes an hour to park hop at Disney yeah. World. Where for us, <laughs> it's less than a 10-minute walk. So yeah. it keeps kind of the structure and the integrity between Disneyland and California Adventure. So I don't think I don't think it's going to go away. I think we're going to still have crazy restrictions at Disneyland like it's always been when you compare the two parks. Well... I think I agree. Sorry, sorry if that was too. No, too no, strict. Okay. <laughs> no, you've got you, you're on the you're on the money here because yeah, I, I I wrote in my notes. I'm like, I don't know. Next Thursday, I don't I don't know. Um, <laughs> it, 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 yeah. There's no point in removing it because they say that they've been relying on it for so long, and because the pass holder portions are so. It like that's it seems like that's what they're doing. They're they're still targeting those. Oh, what was the term that Chapek used? Yeah, the unfavorable, unfavorable, unfavorable. It's an unfavorable attendance mix. Yeah, right, yes. right. So <laughs> keep keep targeting them and keep holding them down to things. And I I I never minded that so much at Disneyland because yeah, if it, when they moved it down to eleven o'clock, that wasn't too bad. Like you could show it's up at the bad. parks early in the morning and do a few things and then move to the other one. Who cares? Yep. If you came in later on in the day, like sometimes we're fond of doing sleeping in a little bit, then walk into the one park and then you really wanted to go on the, uh, the uh, an attraction in the other one, just leave and go back to the, like it, it's not the worst thing in the world. They are right next to each other. And Hannah, you're, you're right. It does take some time to get between parks. although. Two o'clock is kind of rough. I can say, having been on multiple trips, I'm not an annual pass holder at Walt Disney World. And currently, I'm not a uh, magic key holder at Disneyland either. So I have no stake in this, but they're not selling any magic keys. (laughs) I let mine lapse like literally a few days ago. Because I didn't know how many times I was going to get to Disneyland this year, and mm-hmm. I went, uh, they, because I'm an out of stater, and because I like to come whenever I want to, I, I, I usually bought the highest one, the, the high, whatever, whatever they're calling it this year, because <laughs> I've never kept track of what's what, and I used to get the Premier Pass back, um, back in the day, so I could go to both coasts. 
now it's like, yeah, you know, I can probably, I, I know I have some trips coming up probably for either coast, but there may be some better ways to, to, to save some cash just buying tickets. Yeah. And it's interesting. Oh, well, I shouldn't go too far into the side note, but uh, oh listening, <laughs> just a quick, a quick note for everybody. Listen to the Disney History Institute podcast, uh, author Todd James Pierce, fantastic guy, love his work. Uh, he does a monthly show on the state of the company, and this month he did two episodes. He does a weekly, a weekly podcast that comes out on Sundays, and this week he did two episodes on the state of the parks, essentially. And the one that just came out this last Sunday is all about the the price changes. And there are times where if you're going to Disneyland, it's cheaper for you to buy. Say you're going for three days. It's cheaper for you to buy three one day passes than to buy a three day pass. Hmm. Oh, so either work with a, a an accomplished travel planner like one of those from Concierge. <laughs> like Hannah. Like Hannah from like Hannah from Concierge. <laughs> See, Eric, this is why they won't they won't partner with us because we already give them so much. <laughs> we're giving it away. Well, yeah. they're 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 like half of the Disney people I know at this point. Sure. <laughs> it's a great group. But yeah, like it, it, there's so many different things that that Disney is doing right now when it comes to park passes. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, it, there's no real incentive for them to do this at Disneyland because the park hopping time of 11 AM isn't that restrictive. And no. it's more of it, like, if you're going to buy a, an actual park ticket, you're, you're going to get, you're going to get into one of the parks. It, it doesn't seem like it's that, that big of a deal. Walt Disney world, it was a little bit more restrictive, but now if you're just buying a ticket, if you're a regular tourist who doesn't know what's going on, it's it's not a problem anymore. Yeah. Starting next sense. year. Yeah. Yeah. Now that you said that out loud, it makes more sense that Disneyland wouldn't get rid of it for all the reasons that you just mentioned. And and there are plenty of people Snaps that... That's for Eric. Nailed it oh, on thank you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, but yeah, there, there are plenty of people that are regular tourists that don't know what's... Like they they're not super insiders that go to Disneyland, but I don't we know for a fact it's not as many as Walt Disney World, where there are international yeah. travel travelers that are coming there all the time. Yes, there are a lot of Japanese tourists that come to Disneyland because it's closer. Yes, we've got we've got a, a slightly different mix, but it, I think it's not quite as restrictive and a, a big a, as problem as it was when you had four different parks and every single day. I had to go to somebody at one of the parks and say, like, this, this is something that happened two trips ago where I'm like, okay, so my wife wasn't supposed to be able to come and then she got time off and now she can actually <laughs> come. But the only thing we could get was Epcot for every day of the trip. Can can we get her in? And the, the cast members, like they had a, they had a ton of little booths out with like blue curtain, uh, blue uh, umbrellas, not curtains. And they, you could go to cast it like you could go to just general services at the front of the park. And no matter what, where I went, I found somebody that said, don't worry, we'll take care of it. Where, where does Aww. she need to go tomorrow? We're going to Magic Kingdom tomorrow. Okay. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. I got her in one, one manager even said, 
oh, I thought I'd have to use my my manager cred to do this, but there are actually enough places open. They they had enough buffer in each park where it wasn't that big of a deal. And if you had if the buffer closed, like if enough people switched parks, then the managers could override this stuff. And that's what he was mm-hmm. telling me as he did it. It was a minor inconvenience every day, but because I had I had heard like just ask, yeah, find somebody yeah. and ask every yep, single that's day. That's service. Let's go. Oh yeah, exactly. That's the Disney. That's the Disney way. If you yeah. really need something, ask, yeah. and they can probably make it work. Um, yeah, and uh, I'd like to say that was another great round of discussion, and Lisa. <laughs> It's time for our final question for the main part of our show. Go for it. Okay. If you could swap two rides at Disneyland and Walt Disney World, what would they be? Can I ask for clarification? So (laughs) not two rides each, but like if you can take one ride. So you're swapping rides. You're trading rides. Just trading rides. You're taking one from Walt Disney World, one ride from Disneyland, and Swapping them, what would they be? Okay, that that's much easier because I was trying to think of two different attractions that I would move and all of this stuff. And oh no, um, I prefer the version of Big Thunder at Disney World, and I would swap that with our version of Big Thunder at Disneyland. You do, I do, I do. Hot take. How, however. If you said swap two rides between Disneyland and any other Disney park, I would take the Big Thunder from Disneyland Paris because oh, that is the best for sure. version of Big Thunder. <laughs> I've heard that. I've heard that. I like that. So yeah, so I would swap Big Thunder. Um, I'm sure there's other options, perhaps, um, but like I know a lot of people for one reason or another like the Haunted Mansion at Disney World. I like our Haunted Mansion at Disneyland much better. Like I don't care about the library and whatever scenes they have. <gasps> I, I like what the Ghost Riders tag. Uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I love Walt Disney World Haunted Mansion. I also don't like the outside of it. Like I like our stately yeah. mansion uh, at Disneyland. But it did get a cameo in the uh, Haunted Mansion movie that I finally got a chance to watch. So oh, that was it was cool. good. So good. But anyway, yeah. So I would do Big Thunder. What about you, Hannah? So. It doesn't have to be the same ride in each park, right, Elisa? No, it doesn't have to be, but okay. it is, and that's just bonus points. Give, just give us Cosmic <laughs> Rewind. Give us Cosmic Rewind, mm-hmm. and you can take literally any of any ride in Disneyland. You can take two. Just give it's us so Cosmic great. Rewind. Wait, so wait, 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 <laughs> no, like so Any great. ride? Like, you would give up Indy? You would give up Pirates? You yes. would give up... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They can have it. They can take yep. it. Wow. Cosmic Rewind is is just chef tip. It, like, Hannah, nowhere. you are dropping some bombs on this show, and I don't know how to feel about it. <laughs> we we got to have them back. We might not we need to have a marathon anymore. episode where we warn our guests it's going to be like a two-hour-long episode and then have them back to to, to dis- dissect some of these opinions here. Yeah. <laughs> but also, We're only at so 49 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> they have to take two rides. So that we can make room for Cosmic Rewind. Because True. we have no room. And like all uh, of Anaheim. Not just Disneyland Resort. All of Anaheim we don't have enough room. Replace for Garden Rewind. Block with I think Elisa did not <gasps> say that it... I, I don't think that Elisa said that it had to make physical sense. Like we could... No. It's the magic. <laughs> yeah. Disney magic, magic will let it happen. Yes. 
that give me cosmic rewind give me it i'm ready to sacrifice something wow oh i love it yeah okay okay eric (laughs) give us another drop okay well my first thought was was toad but but no because um uh, walt disney worlds was better so i i don't actually (laughs) i i can go to disneyland it's actually easier for me to Mm -hmm. go to disneyland and ride mr toad's wild ride than it is to go to walt disney world and ride the same thing it was it was better in the past and it's gone and i have memories and websites to look at eric cannot let go Mr. Toad. I can't. I'm one of those people. That's that's <laughs> like the one. There are Horizons people that are crazy. And I'm like, uh no, Toad. Toad. He, oh. People mover. People mover. Oh, people mover. Oh, you want Skyway? We we have a people mover. Skyway, bring we, it back. Skyway. Skyway was, was great. When there's a Skyway. parade, you could get from one side of the park to the other. It was wonderful. Oh, that that was nice. I bet Skyway. Or the Matterhorn. At Disneyland because of the Matterhorn and because there was better stuff to look at at Walt Disney World. I remember enjoying flying over 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, which was great. I, I oh, loved yeah. I loved 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. But most of your view was the top of buildings. Hmm. Big show buildings. <laughs> yeah. So it was nice, but it wasn't as amazing. So how about we just take and... I, I slightly hate myself right now. You guys get Aerosmith's Rock and Roller sm- Roller Coaster. Okay. Almost okay. said Rock and Roller Smoker. And we take the Incredicoaster. <laughs> oh. Wow, interesting. Oh. Interesting. Ooh. And I usually argue against, I, I usually argue that Rock and Roller Coaster is better. But it's starting to get rickety. It's dark. <laughs> and there's cool stuff that happens in it. And I love the pre-show and all that, but I just love the Incredicoaster. I so thought much. I heard a rumor that they were going to do like a Monsters Inc. land in that space. In that area? Yeah, I've heard that as well. Ooh. I don't know. I don't know that Hollywood would do. They've got space. They're, they've got this whole like meat cars thing behind it. That's just like a big warehouse that. Sure. Yeah. So they've sure. got a lot of space. <laughs> They've got a an employee parking lot, and Disney loves depriving employees of their parking lots for <laughs> more rides. Yeah. So there's plenty of stuff they can do there. And I still love the ride. I, I absolutely love it, and I have to do it every time I get there. But, yeah, I, I'd swap those two. It wouldn't that's a good. That's a good one for one. That's a really good one for one. They're both launch coasters, yeah. yeah. And Incredicoaster is long. It's a long ride. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah, I love the Incredicoaster. All right, Elisa, what what you got? Okay, well, since Hannah is already bringing Cosmic Rewind to Disneyland, I was going to do that too, and I knew she was going to say it. So my swap, I want Hollywood Tower of Terror back at (gasps) Disneyland. You can't have it. No. (laughs) I love Guardians of the Galaxy so much. Like, I love that ride until I went on Cosmic Rewind, and then that was my new favorite. If we are doing a swap, I want Tower of Terror back if I'm going to have Cosmic Rewind at Disneyland, too. I want it all. That might not be a... <laughs> I guess if we're swapping, as long as I can still ride them all. Yeah, it's still ride them all. So, Alisa, Alisa, when you rode Tower of Terror when you were at Walt Disney World in September, <laughs> did that reignite your flame? It did. Is that what happened? Okay. It, but they are quite different in the drop. The drops. Walt Disney World, you go through, you know... Kind oh, of yeah. like a ride till you get to the shaft and then you go up and down. 
the fifth Which dimension. I love or whatever, it. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So it did it. It. That's one of my all time favorite rides. We interviewed. Really we interviewed somebody who worked on the fifth dimension section of Tower of Terror on DL Weekly, and I. I felt really bad because I told him that I thought it was the dumbest part of that attraction because I thought that the special effects were terrible. Like people talked about how cool it was. And I remember being really excited for it. And then I got there and I'm like, this looks dumb. This looks like some middle schoolers, high school paper mache eyeball blinking at me and all this weird (laughs) stuff. And I just liked our version, which, you know, it wasn't technologically as cool in Disneyland. Yeah. But I liked that version better. And so I was like, whatever. And one thing I missed the most from that attraction in Disneyland is I loved moving back from the doors and it went to a star field. Like that was the coolest. And now you got Rocket, who's just like. And then shoots you up and like whatever. Yeah. I don't know. It's fine. I fires you fine. up. Yeah. Like, but I will tell you, I I was more willing to go on Tower of Terror when it was Tower of Terror than I have been to go on Guardians. The last like four trips, I would say, people have been like, "Oh, do you want to go on it?" And I'm like, I just don't feel like it this trip. <laughs> I just, I don't know. The drops didn't bother me as much on the old thing. Uh, this one, yeah, they aren't as a intense. More, yeah. But I feel like for Hollywood Tower and Tear at DCA just was so nostalgic to me. And I miss it a lot. And so when I went to the Walt Disney World one in the room, the Twilight show, I like recited the whole thing. And I'm like, oh, because I, that's how often I went on it at DCA. So it was cool. But I miss the yeah, theming, I like- too. I thought it was themed really well. Oh, I yeah. think so, too. Not that Guardians isn't, but like I just liked the theming. It was yeah. like a newer haunted mansion kind of feel. Absolutely. All right. Well, you know, I'm sure that our listeners cannot possibly believe that that does it for this episode of the Hub Crawl, but it does. We want to thank our <laughs> guests. Where can people find you? Where do you have anything to plug? Eliza, where can people find you online or listen to you or whatever? <laughs> All the things. So you can find me on Instagram at bashfully ever after co. And you could also find my website if you love park-inspired jewelry or even everyday-inspired jewelry. You can go visit my site at www.bashfullyeveraffico.com. Excellent. I love it. And Hannah, what about you? So if you go on that website and you want to buy jewelry, you can put in the code HANNAH10 with an H. And it'll save you 10%. Shameless <laughs> but you can plug. Find, shameless plug. But you can also find me on Instagram at Hannah Learning the Magic. And I am also a concierge travel planner. So if you want any help, you can just DM me and we can start planning your trip. And that's what I really love to do more than really anything else that I do professionally. Do either of you want to talk about the podcast that you do? Oh, yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So we, we have a really fun podcast. It's called Learning the Magic. And really what it is, is I, this is Hannah speaking. I started going to Disney as an adult. My first visit was 2021. And so I, it really is the preference of like learning the magic. And I am so thankful to have Lisa on with me as my best friend, who is a local that has a different perspective of learning the magic. And we have a ton of fun. We do tips and tricks. But what we really love to do is dive into like our must misses, what you don't have to do when you go to Disneyland. What are... What are some of our really? Oh, no. uh, Lisa. What, pet, what pets are peeves? 
Those are our favorite mm-hmm. episodes. What pets are Un- Unpopular opinions, like how, like customs and courtesies in the parks, the best restaurants, like, and then we do a lot because we go to the parks a lot. We do a lot of park reviews and we recently did a three-part series about Disneylanders first trip to Walt Disney World because Elisa just went to Walt Disney World for the first time. So we just, we have a lot of our friends on and hopefully we can have you two on one day. Yes. And it's, it's, it's just like sitting down with your Disney best friend and it's like just talking about all the things that you want to talk about. Absolutely. Alisa, I have to ask you, when you first went to Disney World, when you went to the Magic Kingdom the very first day, how did you travel to the Magic Kingdom? We went by bus. Oh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> you missed so out. Fun. You missed out. Okay, the most magical thing for me that sold to me on Disney World was we took the monorail from Epcot to the Ticket and Transportation Center. Okay. And we got off, and then we got on the ferry. Yes. And um, when you go around the little island and you can see the castle in the distance, I am like, oh my God, we literally are in a Disney world. See? Oh, that's sweet. It's my I boat. Could, I could have had that for me, but Hannah covered my eyes. She's like, <laughs> we're going there. Tomorrow, close your eyes. Yeah, we <laughs> rode the ferry from the ferry. Yeah, so we wanted wow. her the first time for her to see it when we were walking down Main Street because that's how it is at Disneyland. You don't get to see it from afar. And yeah, but that's but this. that's why you do it differently at Disney World because yeah. you can actually see the castle from outside the park. It's okay, so we, we gotta we gotta ask the listeners because we actually had a ton of Walt Disney Worlders tell us. Don't let her see the castle until you're in the park. So this That's is the most magical the thing is it contention. looks like a magical kingdom in the distance that you are going to like whoever came up with the idea of putting the lagoon there. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. That was the design. Yeah. Okay, Lisa, we got to go again. We'll go back. We'll go Clearly. back. And you well, you've already go. seen it, though, is what I'm saying. Fine. Like, like the very first thing that I ever saw of the Magic Kingdom was we came around the island and my mind like melted in my head <laughs> at how amazingly magical this looked. And well, here's the thing. Yeah. With this was a bunch of Disneylanders going to Disney World. I would have never thought to go to Epcot and then hop on the ferry. That was not it, in any of my planning. Well, the Epcot all. thing was because because I I messed up as a Disneylander. I was like, I ain't staying on property. I ain't paying those rates. I'm going to stay at the cheap ass place off off whatever and take the shuttle. Well, all of the off property shuttles drop you at Epcot. Yeah. And oh. so at Epcot the TTC, is where you get dropped yeah. off. There's there's well, most of them just drop you at Epcot. The cheap ones. And so you got so we didn't want to go to Epcot first day. So we got on the monorail, took it to the TTC. And then I could have taken the monorail to the Magic Kingdom, but I was like, let's do a ferry because we already rode the monorail a little bit. And I love so that's just a by chance. That's not a normal. That was a total. Yes, but the but the ferry. Yeah, if I any advice I give to first time Disney World people take the ferry the first time. That's good to know. I love that. That's actually super good to know. I love it. (laughs) Okay. Everybody join us next time where we continue to talk all things Disney, which like could just continue this episode forever. Uh, Absolutely. (laughs) Well, thanks everybody for listening. (laughs) 